You can get it done. What's more, you gotta get it done. There's a gleam, man. There's a gleam. Let's get the gleam, all right? Let's go. Want a piece of that championship? Put it in here. Hey, guys, where else would you rather be? This is Hour 2 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Well, there was certainly no easy way out of the Dedman Center for Longwood last night. Welcome back. Legal counsel Richie Davis is studio. Was that your lead in? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Robert Tepper here from uh, Rocky Four. See, this is the great montage scene when Rocky, you know, when his, quote, loyal wife. When Adrian looks at him in the big mansion and says, you can't win. And he's looking at her like, really? Really? Have you seen me overcome all this? Boy, thanks for the support. Boy, with a life partner like you, I'll never be alone. So he has to go out and drive the car, you know. And then they start flashing back to the old scenes from the old movies, how he got started and... This song's playing. It's really well done. It's the best scene, I think, in Rocky IV. (laughs) You can't win! Gee, thanks, honey. I'm going to go out and find a couple of prostitutes tonight, and we'll see if they think I can win. So that was Longwood's problem. (laughs) They're inspired by Rocky IV. (laughs) I was listening to Adrian. Wayne says the Longwood got lanced. I like that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we uh, we uh, are going to hear we're going to hear from Darius Nichols. Now, this is, by the way, this is again. This is the kind of guy he is. I talked to Darius yesterday afternoon, and um, I said, "Hey, man, would you like to come on Friday? You know, just to come on after the game." And he said, "Well, we'll see." He goes, "If we win." Probably not. It was interesting how he said that because he was more thinking, I don't want to just come on after a win. He goes, let's just wait till next week. If we get back from our trip and then we'll just kind of take it all and then we'll just talk about it. He didn't want to be like the guy who comes on after a win to try to make this bigger than it is. And the thing about it, he, he just that's who he is. He, that's what's so great about it. Everything he was as a player is exactly what he is as a coach. And it's very sincere. And um, I said, well, hey, no problem, man. I understand completely. Yeah, great parents. Yeah, I mean, he's just that guy. All right. We do have Darius from last night. You're going to hear it. Now, this is after the game. Place is still going nuts. Guys are coming out all high five. And this is our post game last night. You tell me if you think this is a coach that just won a big game or maybe suffered a loss or what? The official senior living Oh, hang on. we got to get through this. Of Radford Athletics. Hang on. We got to go through all the pomp and circumstance here. For some reason, the cool edit always kicks back. I don't know why. Here we go. We'll give AB Williams a little props there. Absolutely. Here we go. Champion Longwood Lancers. The winning streak's now at six. I am joined here by Coach Nichols. First of all, Coach, congratulations. 
Just your initial thoughts as uh, your team came back. They were down 49-41, down by eight. Finish this thing off here tonight. I, I just thought our guys kept composure. You know, we, we had we had a few opportunities to kind of lose our mind and, and get down on ourselves. We, we, you know, we went a stretch where we weren't making shots, and I, I thought we just stayed the course. They never did get out of control, did they? Right. And I want to ask you about the body language. I yeah. wanted to get your take on that, get your read. To us, you know, when they took the lead into the yeah. locker room, it looked like maybe the body language yeah. wasn't where you wanted it. It wasn't, you know, the body language wasn't great going into halftime. And then you, you think about the message you're sending. And the thing is, we were in it, and they were getting so many offensive rebounds, second-chance points, and that's what they do. And if we clean that up, it, it's a different story. And so, you know, our guys, they, they did a good job, especially late in the second half of – you know, coming up with loose balls and diving on the floor. Yes, and Shaq yes. made a big-time block. And, you know, we challenged Shaq. And we said, Shaq, you're the best defensive rebounder in the league when you want to be. And I thought he did a good job towards the end of the half. And saved the best two defensive plays of the night back-to-back -back at the end of the game when you need him the most. Yeah, and that's, that's who he is. I mean, that's, that's who we need him to be. You know, we were down two guys. And, you know, people stepped up. And a lot of people were thinking, man, like, how you going to win this game down two guys? But, you know, we, we figured out a way. Goes back to what happened when B.A.'s out, right? Yep. He's out. Two guys, whoever has to step up does it. Same thing tonight without two players. Right. This team forces the most turnovers in the league. You only gave it up seven times. You turned them over 14, Coach, with eight steals. I know that has to please you. Yeah, it is because that's that's been something that we got to get better at is taking care of the ball. And it's a challenge that we've had over the last few games. And, you know, for us to only turn it over seven times against a good team, you know, that's that's what we're going for great atmosphere in here tonight yeah. they provided energy like a home crowd supposed to do oh yeah it was, it was a great atmosphere you know thank you to the you know the students you know the community it was it was really a great atmosphere but as you said you know everybody's excited i know you're kind of letting the guys enjoy it but as you said it's a short turnaround time we're getting on the bus tomorrow afternoon and headed to a tough right. place down in spartanburg yeah and you know we, we know what happened when they came here so it's you know we're getting towards that time of the season where you return games or people come here so um you know, we, we just got to lock in and can't drink rat poison. That's right. The second time through starts on Saturday. Yep. That's right. Congratulations, Coach. Good win right, tonight. There you right. go. Coach All Nichols. Right. Don't drink the rat poison. I mean, <laughs> and what Nick's do you mean? saving. <laughs> well, it, it is. And that's, I mean, that's who he is. That is exactly who he is. And it's, and he's right, right? I mean, yeah, that's, that's the, the way you got to be. Well, the, the seven turnovers is a, is a great point to make. Uh, what a fantastic job by that team to only have seven turnovers against a really good defensive uh, Longwood team. So that was fantastic. And he's right. Rafford was playing so well. And then I, I just remembered listening to him. We started, they started getting offensive rebounds and getting the putbacks. And that's how they took the lead at the halftime. I mean, we'd had, yeah. we had yeah. control of that whole first half. And then the last two minutes, they got a bunch of offensive rebounds. And, you know, uh, the, you talk about the body language. I was... I was okay with that, other than they were just disappointed that they played that well and then let Longwood get back in it that way. But, um, again, a fantastic game. Like you mentioned, they were down eight. And that was right at the point, like, what's going to happen here? Uh, and what happened was um, defense led to offense, which is always the way it should be. And that's who he was as a player, great defensive player. Now he could score, but his team is taking on that personality. Again, Radford shorthanded, beat the defending champs, and – Again, now you start the second time through. You go to a place. It's a smaller gym, 
and I've been in there when it's been full. They're going to be rocked. And right now, the other part of this is Radford has beaten Longwood, so now teams are going to go, okay, this is now a different type of approach we're going to have maybe toward this Radford team that they may not have had the first time because now they have knocked off the defending champs, right? That's just the way it is. It is, and and I was at the Upstate game. They're a tough matchup. Okay, that is not – just a middle-of-the-road Big South team. You go down there and you play well, you're going to win. You actually have to pay attention to your matchups. And you better remember, I mean, I would play that that tape back because that was a close game. I mean, that, that was uh, – Rafford could have won uh, that game. But you better, uh, you better understand how they attacked Rafford and how they did ta- get us into those mismatches. Um, the, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm glad it's a quick turnaround. Um, you know, you've got the momentum, but uh, now you just focus on a team that has already beat you. So I think there's plenty of motivation. Uh, we just won't play this show for Darius. <laughs> it's to rat poison. <laughs> I like that. Well, no, I mean. Um, You'll have to listen to this one on Sunday. <laughs> he, uh, you know, those sayings and those things, you know, whether it was John Beeline, his influence, whether it was Rick Cormany, whether it was uh, Huggy, whoever it was, I mean, he just takes all those to heart. How he was as a player, yep. and um, and we'll see. Second time through is very telling, and really, what is it? What is this win? Well, it's a regular season win. In the ultimate scheme of things, it doesn't do a whole lot other than maybe jostle the standings for two days until the next game, three days. But from what it meant last night for the Radford mindset, these new players, which is why I think it was big for these kids, because now they're like, okay. That was the defending champ. We don't know anything about them. We weren't here last year. We're we're the ones who go out here and, and defend our home floor. Now they have to go on the road. And you're right. I think the thing about it, these players did lose to USC Upstate, and they remember how that felt. So there's not going to be any absence of motivation tomorrow it afternoon. It shouldn't be. Just put on the tape and just say, just watch how they uh, ran this. Um, you know, the, the, they went to the box. They double teamed at different times, and you weren't ready for it. And just look at it, and you better be ready for that. Well, it was a lot of fun last night, and uh, I know it looked great. I always go home and try to just see how it looked. I always record our, our national broadcast just to see, and it's hard for me to listen to those broadcasters, so I don't. But I just watched and see how it looked and felt, and um, it was good. It was really good last night. Plus, I was the guy providing all the, the play-by-play guys with all their info. So, <laughs> I don't believe I got any props, though, on uh, the air. Well, you, you don't need that. <laughs> when, when, you're the, when you're the big dog, you just, you know, you're the big dog. They get there, and they're like, they have no idea. They're just asking all these questions. Like, right, really? but really? You Rick, you, 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 could have, you could have taken the road and like, hey, you're on your own. Or <laughs> you could say, you know what? I care so much about Rafa. I know. I want what you I did. To, I want I did. you to bring a good broadcast. So here are some nuggets that all your listeners are going to appreciate. I don't need to be highlighted or given all this uh, you know, patting on the back. I'm the big dog, and I'm here <laughs> To make sure that the Highlander production is is really nice across the nation. Think, well, and think about the that there were more eyes on that game, and especially because it was competitive than pretty much anything going on. I know that there was no ACC, there was some Big Ten going on, but uh, ESPNU. I'll bet when people just kind of put it on and then saw the atmosphere and the crowd coming through the screen, uh, I'll bet it had some eyes that people were like, "What? What in the world's going on in the Big South?" That's pretty good. Well, we're doing it again, February 9th. They announced yesterday that uh, there's another wild card national TV game when Gardner Webb comes to town. So, really? Yeah, that'll move from the eighth to the ninth. So, 
we'll be doing it again here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and uh, good. I, good look, you, you mentioned uh, Darius again, and 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 Huggy Bear Bobby Huggins. He's more the John Beeline coach. Yeah, <laughs> well, know? he because, is. Yeah, because that's that's who got him to West Virginia. I mean that that you know that connection um, from Richmond to West <laughs> Virginia, and and, and Darius was remembered. <laughs> Uh, there, but I mean, they. I know, I know. Uh, Bobby Huggins and Darius Nichols are so close because. Well, look, think about uh, Bobby Huggins comes to West Virginia and he's already got his quarterback. He's got a point guard. Oh, yeah. That you know that, that'll get up in your grill and defend. Yeah, that, that's a great way to start. Uh, your you know when you when you arrive at your alma mater. Oh, there's no doubt. Well, I'll tell you what though. Now the day is speaking of tomorrow's opponent. I guess probably me. I don't know if Robert was there. I was one of the few that were there. They practiced early the next day, right? So I hear him out there dribbling the ball around. I always like to go out and watch. But Darius Nichols addressed that team. It didn't sound like John Beeline. I mean, it was a, it was a. You want to step out of yourself right now and let's look at the reality of who we are. He was very, very. Let's just say this way. He was very stern in his messaging. And it lasted for a while to the point to where I went, I better not show up down there. I better just kind of walk out of the Deadman and let that thing kind of percolate a little bit. And, and what's and happened since then? Uh, since then, six straight wins. Isn't that what you want from your Absolutely. leader, from your coach? Absolutely. And sometimes uh, tough and being disciplined. And, and it's, there, there are times when you need to be yelled at. Absolutely. To get, you know, to get the message through. Because if you're not, then you just think, well, maybe maybe that was okay. Or maybe what I did was okay. Sometimes it's not, it's not okay. It's not okay. Yeah. And we talked about this yesterday a lot, especially with the White Vic, about culture being established. That's what he's done. And that's what he's doing in a short amount of time. He's establishing that culture of this isn't acceptable. You don't just come out here and, and accept losing a game at home because you're the one that allowed it to happen. And that was one of the games. Now, he's very quick to give an opponent credit, but that was one of the games he felt like, you know what, we just basically said, here you go, take the ball out of our hands. We really don't want this game. And, and I think that's something he was reminding his team about. So um, he's trying to set a standard, and uh, we will see if this team can yeah. uh, carry it through. So starting tomorrow. I mean, it's here, baby. We're on the bus. Let's go. And it's here. Um, so, Rick, thank you so much for letting me come in. Oh, thank you. Just, you, uh, you. You brought Gus. Yeah. You brought bacon. I mean, it's been a Highlander, <laughs> you know, hour plus of just fun. Oh, we deserve do, it. We yeah, deserve I, it. And, and look, I've got, I've got to give one shout out as I, as I go out the door. Yeah. Uh, Darius Nichols was um, just an incredible Raffer Bobcat player. Okay, he he was as was uh, his brother Shane. Yeah, oh, sh- oh my Shane goodness, was, Shane was better. Okay, Shane Shane was not the defender, and he didn't have quite the height uh, that his brother did. Shane, if if, if Darius could shoot, you know, if you could put both of them together, um, we we'd be talking about an NBA career. NBA All Stars. You would. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding you, but I do have to um, give this last shout out on my way out of here. That was a great ride, ride for Bobcat, but there is one person who is the all-time leading scorer for the ride for Bobcats, and it just so happens to be my niece, Mariah Sidner. Hey! And Mariah's right. birthday is today. So everybody, you know, the highest scoring in women's and men's basketball. At Radford High School? At Radford High School. Nobody has scored more points 
than Mariah Sidman. All right. Congratulations. I didn't know that. Yeah. Happy and, birthday, Mariah. Yeah. And, you know, she's she's back home. She's gotten out of professional basketball. She, you know, she played in Europe for uh, five well, good years. Good for her. And, it's you, really? Uh, yeah. Nice. She, yeah. That's I went, fun. I went over to uh, Spain, Malaga. I saw her play Malaga uh, on the coast. Oh, Mediterranean. It was nice. You went to Spain. Didn't take me. I mean, <laughs> uh, I am, come on, man. I did take the wife. Yeah, <laughs> oh, sorry, man. Okay. <laughs> and I bet your wife never looked at you and went, Richie, you can't win. <laughs> to where you have to go out in the car and start playing the No Easy Way Out montage. <laughs> okay. I mean, Rocky Four is not Adrian. that good a movie. <laughs> Rocky Four is a classic. I, uh, I don't know about that. I mean, it's it's a classic. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. I mean, Rocky One is. Oh really, yeah. Oh, it's an Academy Award winning film. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, there you go. That's the greatest movie. But anyway, uh, all you Highlander <laughs> people out there, even if you're not a Highlander, uh, you should uh, you should. Uh, Rick just said February the ninth. February 9th is now going to be a national TV game again. It's going to go from the eighth to the ninth against Gardner Webb. I think uh, we'll probably release that today. It was actually making the rounds yesterday, so I'm starting it early. So, so start making your plans to come out and pack the place again. Put that on your calendar. Come to the metropolis of Rafford. That's right. And uh, get you dinner at a local restaurant and then show up at the Devon <laughs> Center and find out you know that kind of energy. Absolutely. And, it, and it's Gardner Webb. Trust me, that's a, that's a really good team. Ooh. That's a tough matchup. And they're going to be pissed the way we beat them. <laughs> See, they're going to be the same attitude Radford hopefully has tomorrow, right? Exactly, man. Radford started the winning streak against Gardner-Webb after that loss. Yeah, uh, and that, was, that, that might be the biggest win of this entire streak. It could be. Yeah. It could be. Appreciate you, my friend. All right, brother. All right, there you go. That's our legal counsel, Richie Davis, selling all thing, uh, celebrating all things Highlanders. Take a break. We'll come back. Jen and Mike Ashley in hour number three. Finally, Friday edition after a big win last night for RU. Stay with us. Sports Talk is taking a timeout. Now hold wait a minute. Time out. You want to say that one more time without the sarcasm? BTSD will return in a moment on WRAD. Jack Youngblood here, and you're listening to the big dog on Sports Talk. No, we're not. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Jack Youngblood here. You're listening to the Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Still my all-time favorite liner. (laughs) Because I know where we were when that liner took place and what was happening. (laughs) May have been a reason that old number 85 couldn't quite quite read the uh, liner card correctly. That's all I'm going to say. You know what's even better? Well, hey, hang on. Let me start that over. Do you know what's almost as good as having real bacon? The remnants of having bacon in studio. Because now it's going to smell like it the rest of the show. And whoever comes in here, you're welcome. Because whoever's in here the rest of the day after I'm out of here, the aroma of bacon is going to just be ever so present as you're in the studio. It's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. 
All right, we're halfway home here on the Finally Friday edition. We've got Jen and Mike Ashley, the Radford Hall of Famer, queued up thanks to uh, Radford or our uh, BDST legal counsel, Richie Davis, thanks to Cole Wilder, re, uh, reliving last night's great scene at the Dedman Center. We'll talk about the other local collegiate team that was in action last night, and it didn't go so well for Virginia Tech as they lose at Duke. It was the eight-point third quarter. They held Duke to seven points in that third quarter, then outscored by ten. And I never thought I would say this, but Liz Kitley didn't show up last night. We'll be back. More coming up on a Friday. Don't go away. Five minutes for the top of the hour here on the finally Friday edition. You can call us up 639-4900. Text line's open as well. 744-2990. So as great as the atmosphere was and the win is uh, for Radford University men's last night, the uh, Tech women go on the road, big conference game at Duke, and they lose 66-55. Now Duke's a really good team defensively. I mean, they're 18-2. and two. And they uh, locked down Liz Kitley last night and uh, Georgia Amor. How about three of 23 for those two players last night combined? And that's just your best two players have a three for 20. I'm sorry, three for 21. Uh, It's math. It's a challenge for me. That's not, you know, that's not going to get it done. Now, Liz did have 13 rebounds, but Tech didn't shoot well at all against Duke 34% and you know that's that's a tough one and now this team has to uh, rebound four losses for them all four losses have um, come in the conference they got to go to Virginia coming up a team they beat at Castle Virginia's better but they have not played well in the ACC at all Matter of fact, they're three and seven in the ACC. And what this means for Tech is this: Look, they're an NCAA team. That's not going to be a question. But um, Duke and Notre Dame both eight and one. Florida State with three losses. Carolina and Miami three losses. And there's Tech at six and four, along with Louisville. And NC State is five and four. So there's kind of a cluster there in the middle. And ultimately, I think they're going to be fine. And, you know, I think what you chalk last night up to for the ladies and Kenny Brooks squad, what have I said? I mean, you go on the road in conference, it's the toughest thing to do. So to do that and to try to consistently win on the road in conference is so difficult, and that's what Radford's facing tomorrow. So I wouldn't read too much into this. Let's see how the ladies respond. I think they're going to respond very well. Kenny Brooks is too good of a coach. These players are too talented, and they have the right mindset in particular. In other words, Liz may have struggled last night, but she's not going to let that carry over into the next game. You know, It's just when they go to Charlottesville, she's just not that type of player to where she's going to allow it to affect her. So they're going to be okay. It, it, you, you can't win them all. 
can't shoot them all. Um, it, it, and when you lose a conference road game, you bounce back and you go. Where you get in trouble is if you start losing these home games. And that's what you have to try to avoid, losing conference home games. And if you can win conference road games, you're making sure another team loses a conference home game. All right? Sounds simple, but it's big. And that's what separates the good teams from the teams who struggle a bit um, in conference play. Top 25, the men last night. Purdue wins, Arizona wins, USC upset UCLA, and Florida Atlantic wins again. They're 20-1. and one. They're having a similar season to Charleston. So, kind of a light night, top 25 basketball, if you will, last night. And then you get into the ACC weekend, and it's a big one, you know, coming up. I mean, Tech's got Syracuse, 7 o'clock. And I think Tech's going to take care of that one. Virginia's got BC at noon. That should be no problem, right? Uh, Louisville, Notre Dame. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. NC State and Wake. Duke, Georgia Tech. Miami Pitt. That might be the best game of the day right there. Clemson and Florida State. So it's a big day of uh, college basketball in the ACC tomorrow. And we'll see how Tech bounces back. So, we'll find out who prevails and who does not. So that is a big thing. Uh, This morning, by the way, when you head out and about, you're going to have a cold day ahead of you. I always like to give you a little weather update. It's 27 right now. It's going to sun up today, but it's not going to get any warmer than about 35, 36. A little warmer tomorrow and then some rain on Sunday. So bundle up today. There's no, there's no bad weather, to say the least, um, today, but it is going to be cold. And all I know is we're at January 27th. We have not had any frozen precipitation of any kind of variety from the sky of any substantial. We've had a few flurries here and there. I am ecstatic. This is my kind of winter, although I would like it about 30 degrees warmer. <laughs> is that asking too much? <laughs> but I'm going to take it. And when you hear about rain falling, I, I really don't care. Let it rain. It's fine with me. But I know February's coming, and I know what that can mean weather-wise here in the NRV. So I'm not getting too excited yet. Not yet. But we were excited last night in the Deadman Center as the Highlanders knocked off a very good Longwood team, a veteran team. And they're going to be around to talk about and to have a say in how this Big South tournament's going to go. Second half of the conference schedule begins now for Radford. We played you the clips and post-game interview with Darius last night. Trust me, he's moved on. (laughs) He's moved on to Upstate. And what Upstate did, I'm telling you what, they just – Came into Radford and kind of took their hearts. They uh, forced 17 turnovers. Radford had problem with their length. And I start thinking about 
the mindset and how everybody was just so upset after that. I mean, Radford was 7-9. and nine, And they're sitting there now at that point, 1-2 in the conference. And things could go one way or the other at that point. And then you look on the schedule and you're going, oh, we're heading down to Boiling Springs to play Tim Kraft. And boy, oh boy, conference teams will 95% of the time get back on the bus after playing there with their head down. Well, that didn't happen. That team went out and rallied and got a win. And they've built on that every game since then. And, and trust me, too, Coach Nichols, he doesn't care about the win streak. Fans get caught up in the win streak. Hey, six in a row. Hey, TV will like to talk. But he's like, ah, it doesn't matter. That, those are all behind us now. What's going to happen tomorrow at two? And we'll find out. That's a tough place to play at Upstate. Obviously, it's a tough matchup. Really good opposing head coach. Dave Dickerson, a longtime assistant at Maryland. At Aunt Radford, he was under Gary Williams. He's a terrific coach. They've got really good players. And... Um, they were the last team to beat Radford. So that'll be tomorrow at 2, and we'll be on the air at 1.30 if you want to tune in on a Saturday, right before uh, Championship Sunday in the National Football League. Bengals and Chiefs, 49ers and Eagles. And I think David Smith said it right on Tuesday. These are the four best teams in the league. Like, there's no questioning that. Sometimes you may have an upset Somebody shows up in a championship game and maybe you think, well, they're not better than who they are. just one of those bad. Here, yeah. I mean, the Bengals beat the Bills down. And the Chiefs, well, you know, at home with Mahomes. Eagles were the best team all year. The 49ers were really the hottest team over the last two and a half months of the season. So that's the good thing about this. 49ers game is the early game at three. And we'll find out if that number one defense for San Francisco, how does it travel in the postseason in a hostile environment like Philadelphia? I think Joe Burrow's playing better than any quarterback right now remaining of the four teams. He seems to have this aura about him. I'm telling you, and I said this last year, he reminds me of Tom Brady. He really, really does. Just in terms of his mentality and the way he approaches the game, not necessarily exactly the way he plays. As a matter of fact, I think he has a much stronger arm than Brady did even back then. But just how he handles himself a little bit, right? A little bit of... Well-placed arrogance there. It's confidence, but he's got to be, you know, a little bit feeling good about himself, which is fine because he's delivering. They got there last year on the apex of it. Got to the Super Bowl. It's tough. It's tough to bounce back after a Super Bowl loss. But they've done that, and they've got themselves in position to go back again this year. And they're going back to a place where they had a little bit of success, to say the least, last year when they uh, won in Kansas City. So I feel good about their chances. And I think the Eagles, a lot of people are looking at what they did to the Giants. The, 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 the problem you get into is 
forgetting that every game is a different matchup, right? You kind of look ahead to the next week and you're basing everything on the past week. Whereas only one of those similar opponents is playing in the next game. 49ers sure ain't the Giants, right? So, I hope we have good games. We didn't have great divisional round games, and I hope we get paid back on Sunday. Somehow, I think we will. Philadelphia is just two-and-a-half-point favorites. And then Cincinnati is actually now an underdog. That went from Cincinnati being a a point-and-a-half favorite a couple days ago, and because of the announcement that Patrick Mahomes says he's way ahead of schedule, he's good to go, um, the Chiefs are now a one-point favorite. But you get three points traditionally from the odds makers for being the home team. The fact that they're one-point favorites still tells you that the Bengals are being considered by two points. That's how you break that down a little bit. But it's going to be a lot of fun, I hope. And I hope one day that my beloved Broncos can once again be part of Conference Championship Sunday because, boy, it seems like that was a long time ago. Super Bowl 50 feels so detached from... When they knocked off the Panthers. Oh, well. Hour three coming up. We're going to have Jen and Mike Ashley. We'll talk about Mike's birthday week. I know he was watching last night. Big South. We now get into the second tier games in that league. We'll see how it goes. Nine more regular season games before the tournament. But a few atmospheres will top the one that we had last night. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back, wrap up hour two when we return after this. I was listening to the broadcast, and I was wondering, what exactly is it? You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk. More BDSD next on WRAD. Last night, we've been uh, highlighting the big win for the Radford University Highlanders against the Longwood Lancers. We'll see them again coming up a little bit later on. Again, great crowd last night. Thanks to everybody who came out. Bit of a sobering day today, and we'll talk to Mike Ashley about this with the loss of uh, Billy Packer, 82 years old ultimately succumbed to kidney failure, according to his son Mark and his tweet. He and Al McGuire together in the broadcast, man, oh man, that was just television gold back in the day. And I'm sure you can go on YouTube and you can call up some of those moments. Of course, his run-ins with Bobby Knight were legendary. 
sad. It's been a miserable beginning to the new year in terms of uh, all the passings that we've talked about in the world of sports and entertainment. I mean, the whole Mike Leach thing still seems so surreal to me. It really does. Oof. Jen will lead off hour number three, and then uh, Mike Ashley, the Radford Hall of Famer. We'll get updated on Jen and uh, see what's going on down there. It's interesting. Shane Beamer has got a little bit of a, a fervor going down there, South Kakalaki with that football team. But they're now in can they take the next step mode or do they fall into just kind of leveling off? And in that league, it's a little more difficult. So we'll get that update from Jen and find out uh, what's going on in her life to lead off hour number three. Still smelling the remnants of bacon in the studio. I'm very happy about that. Appreciate uh, Richie for bringing in uh, bacon and... Uh, Gus, the official BDST mascot. If I'm ever going to just go ahead and get a dog, that's the kind of dog you want. I mean, that's a dog. <laughs> you know, I'm not carrying around a little, a little dog in my arms. I'm not, I'm not carrying around one of those little yippies. Not going to have a dog that's two times smaller than a, a, a basic uh, house feline. That's not what I'm looking for in my dog. I want a dog. <laughs> all right? We all need a Gus in our lives. Gus is about, I don't know, six feet long and weighs 397 pounds. That's the kind of dog I want. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. I don't want some little little terrier. I don't want a little poodle. I don't want a little chihuahua. I don't want anything like that to where you can't even tell it's a dog. I don't. I'm not into that. Uh, don't, don't, don't waste my time with that. I want. I want an animal that you're gonna see and go. Yeah, there's, there's a nice looking dog. All right. There you go. Frank says he's got a St. Bernard. There you go. See, you want a dog is what I'm saying. Like Gus. Like Frank St. Bernard. By the way, Frank, congratulations to you. I know how hard all of our staff worked to make sure that crowd was huge last night, and it was. It was a great night for everybody who worked so hard, all of our wonderful uh, administrative staff with Matt and Frank and Josie and Yasmin, all you guys and gals. And that was a turnout we haven't seen in a long time. Let's hope we do it again on the night when Gardner-Webb comes to town. That's now a national TV game, same situation. So we'll do the same things and hopefully have the same kind of uh, emotion on uh, the 9th of February. But, hey, it's all done now. We played the postgame show last night in uh, the last uh, segment to lead off this hour, right? Darius Nichols has moved on, and this team has to move on to take on the squad who beat them last, and it's a tough place to play tomorrow in Spartanburg. It won't be easy at all. 2 o'clock, tip-off, 1.30, the pregame here. WRED will have it from Spartanburg. And um, 
They took the game away from Radford when they were at the Denman Center. They just flat out did. They were better than Radford. And so this team's going to have plenty of incentive. Onibuchi, Easy Okuda will be uh, back and eligible tomorrow. So that's good news. As the Highlanders now, during the streak, have had to win three games without starters. Two games when Brian Antoine was on the shelf. But, hey, next man up, you lose your starting point guard. Okay. Josiah Jeffers, who used to be the starter, next man up. I mean, that's the mentality of this team, and those are the teams that I'm not saying it's going to happen, but those are the teams that have special March moments. We'll be back. Hour three coming up to Power Hour.